There is a fifth dimension. A dimension of sound. Damn it, Frank! We tell him to be quiet. I spill my hot cup of Uranus again. A dimension of sight. Hey, Arch. I'm gonna sock you in the puss. A dimension of mind. Man, Adams, is that you? Ah! Ah! Next stop, the Twilight Zone. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Fifth Dimension of Twilight Zone podcast. I am, of course, your host, Nick. Uh, we're here, of course, to talk another Route Sterling uh, favorite podcast of all time, the Fifth Dimension, the greatest podcast, at least number one for three people on this podcast. Uh, is that what you said last week? Like three people were, uh, were the highest yeah, We're definitely the number one Twilight Zone podcast with three people named Triv, Nick, and Jacob. Yeah. There you go. But as always, we're on the audio feeds like Anchor and SoundCloud and boob tube and uh fun day ho and uh whatever else i can think of when i'm not tired it's been a long week people and vengeance and vengeance and uh itunes and uh google play and all that good stuff vengeance. Uh, right vengeance vengeance martha why'd you say that name? <laughs> um anyways hey, martha. Uh, <laughs> you think that's gonna he's gonna say that in the flash he's like hey can you go back and reset the martha sequence and just in like the trailer he does say i could save your mom too that's what, that's what she said no, you know you know what you say he's like i'm gonna take your mom out for a steak dinner reverse flash and not call her back <laughs> she'll never remember i'm gonna reverse flash that out <laughs> uh but anyways <laughs> right <laughs> uh but anyways uh we're here we're gonna be talking about a very serious episode so if it gets dark and disturbing and you need a tissue or something like that i did when i saw this episode. this episode hit me hard by the way i i, I it hit I, him I, like I, a wrecking ball yes i was i was naked on a wrecking ball and i was just like <laughs> oh hit me like, oh. is that because um, the ball the rope or the chain was chafing your balls or i mean that's very possible i mean I was just pinch? like I scratch, yeah, yeah. I needed lube it's after stuck that. Stuck in them kinks, sticking me so hard. <laughs> Ouch! All right. This is the Franks of the beans. Uh, <laughs> it's both. <laughs> I did get, get the Franks over the beans, <laughs> right? But of course, the two that are with me here, as always, are Triv and Jacob. How the hell are you guys? We're talking about Franks of beans, and you know, we're trying to we're trying to make it as light and fluffy before we get to the serious nature of an episode that I uh, I have feelings for. It's a, not in the best way possible. It but gave it, him like, the feels. Hit me in the cockles, as uh, <laughs> Jack Black says. So the cockles of uh, my cockles are feeling it. Right, right. But anyways, how, how the hell are you guys? How's life? How's the Twilight Zone for your hearts? Well, my, I'm no longer. I'm not in the sick circle of hell I was in last week. So that's always a plus. Yep. <laughs> oh, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Watch so Triv's no longer in hell and Jacob's good. I think we're on the track. Watch Yay. the depressing episode of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um, coming off of an episode like uh, It's a Good Life and going into this episode. It, 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 it hopefully, actually, the next week is, is de- it's not as depressing or hard to watch, but it is certainly an, an episode that is it, crazy. Um, I, I feel like Rod Serling is either in a moment of his life where he's just wanting to get everything off his chest at this point before, you know, we get to the trash can episode or I'm I'm thinking like, I'm trying to look like when is the next, like, right. When is actually the next like good hearted episode and maybe kick the can, which is episode 21. 
Uh, I'm know. looking at it right now. Uh, Once Upon a Time, I think, is a pretty good one for with Buster Keaton, which I'm learning. I'm actually watching a lot of. Oh, his, Once uh, Upon a Time is uh, you go back. They go back in time and um, yeah. Or, no, he goes forward anyway. Um, yeah. No, that's it, probably... it starts out as a silent movie, and then it turns into he transports in time and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, uh, that's probably the next quote. Cute one. I can't wait to talk about that. Oh, it's a. It's, I love Buster Keaton. He's hilarious. Yeah, I like. I said, like I was telling you, Trev, and I don't know Jacob. I don't remember if I told you, but I started watching some of his like uh, ones he directed, like the Sherlock Junior and the Navigator stuff like that. You were watching that stuff, Jacob? I saw Flight of the Navigator. Oh yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> that's that's a, that's a classic from childhood. But I know I've seen no, his movies. And I'm definitely familiar with a lot of his more famous clips. And yeah. Stuff, but yeah. like if you asked me to describe like story of one of his movies, I probably couldn't, honestly. I'm very familiar with his work, but I'm not like an aficionado or anything. Another good one to watch, Nick, that he's not really in in, but he's still like an important part. It's a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. It was done in the 70s, I think. Oh, OK. Um, oh, they had a. Uh... Not silent, not in the 70s. No, right? no, 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 no. This was well, it was starred Zero Moshtal and um, oh, what was his name? The guy that played Igor in Young Frankenstein, oh, Marty Feldman, yep, and a bunch of other people. But it's kind of it's kind of Brooksian, like it, it's a little like Mel Brooks type of a deal, like Best weird comedy. shit happened, yeah. Very, it's not it's not like like parody per se, but it's definitely we need more um, comedy like that in our lives but not oh, like history of the world part two. Uh, oh yeah watch repossessed the other day by the way oh i love repossessed love it such a weird rewatch rewatched i should say i saw yeah. it in theaters re, 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 yeah, what did re-possessed. i watch the other day uh devil with the blue dress blue dress blue dress devil with the blue dress on. <laughs> i was i was watching something the other day too that's an 80s film i can't remember there are many the, 80s uh, films uh, repossessed was that the 80s or was that 90s that no i didn't 90s. see repossessed in theaters i lied how dare that. you? I rented that. I was thinking of uh, what was I watching? Dracula, Dead and Loving It. But I did see oh, it okay. just the other day. Nice. Oh, I, I watched Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, that's a great one. I remember you I watched Revenge that. of the Nerds too, and they wanted to blow my brains out. Oh, dude, did you did you know that um Dan like like our our Dan logo uh, guy uh-huh. Dan um he's a massive uh, Revenge of the Nerds fan. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. He's a massive dick. But um, <laughs> I can, not confirm or deny that. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! Movie's, that movie's so like you couldn't make that movie today, or they tried to make it, but it didn't. It didn't work out too well. Yeah, well, it's, with any of those though, they're kind of time and place. Yeah, like it's not even a, a PC Nerds. thing. It's just a matter of like him, he's my hair pie. <laughs> Part two is the one that has the guy who's like nerds, right? No, that no, was that's part one. one. I mean, he's, he's in part one? two as well. He's in part, yeah, okay, ogre. He's yeah, ogre. but he goes like ogre, the yeah. nerds is part one. Mm. Yeah, and then he shows, and then at the, the beginning the of part time. two, he goes, he's just like a shot, like close up shot. He's like nerds. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, as you can, can tell, we get a clip of that, please. <laughs> I'll be going nerds. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll send it to you guys. Anyways. <laughs> We're done. Nothing else we can do this better than that. Nope, exactly. So we so we made this episode number one. Woo-hoo. Woo. Uh, anyways, um, okay. So let's get into the series. Uh, we're here. We're gonna talk Rod Sterling's Twilight Zone. I just say right now, you could definitely tell Rod Sterling was in the war. You could definitely tell he really needed to get this off his chest. This is uh, one of the darkest things I've ever seen. For uh, I'm gonna say right now, I can't believe this came out in 1961. 
there's some shit in here that is just uh it's like I don't know what people I I honestly don't know what people were thinking when they watched this episode because imagery there's a scene there's a scene in this episode that has people uh hung from a rope mm-hmm. and uh but but okay so so I'm just gonna say this and I know that the context is a hundred percent different as far as like the the subject matter of the thing but look at how many westerns like there was a lot of westerns that showed people hanging from in 1961 yeah yeah so. but it was usually like but i mean near okay, as, maybe then. this was kind of gruesome as uh, it was yeah. and I, I i'm mean, not i'm not disagreeing with you i'm just saying as far as like the aspect of hanging i'm oh, yeah. pretty sure there would have been hanging shots done in that time and place maybe well, not i mean prime time layered on it <laughs> the twilight yeah the twilight zone has done like uh hanging shots but they've been like uh shadows or yeah, but we've never. I've never seen like full. I guess I was just taking it back. I mean, this is early, like later in the episode. Well, they weren't. But just, I'm just. They weren't just hanging. They were like. Yeah, they were rope. You can see the rope on dangling, the neck. Yeah. decrepit. You know, they were not just like criminals that had been hung. They were, and that's another thing. I guess usually when you see somebody hanging in like yeah movies, especially back then, it was usually like you know the bad guy. These are like just innocent people hung up, and they were. It looked like they'd been beaten and like malnourished, and it looked. I will say that I was taken back by that. That was awful. Yeah, they did a yeah. great job with that aspect of it. There's no doubt. Yeah, and like I said, this is going to go down as one of like it, it. I guess I have a different feel to the Twilight Zone than a lot of people because these are episodes that I hold in high regard just on the simple fact of like how deep and how far they're willing to go for a 1960s episode. You know, I like my you know uh, you know invaders and stuff like that, but just these episodes like. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. It's, it's weird. Like I said, we we may not put this like, you know, number one. I, I always joke about that, but I, I would put this really high, even though I think Pace Magazine had it number 40, but but the actual episode Damn. is season three. Yes, right. Uh, season three, episode nine. It's called Death, uh, Death's Head Revisited. I don't know. The Death's Head Revisited is uh, a kind play of an words. off. Yeah, play on words of Brightheads Revisited. Mm-hmm. But is there like is Death's Head like uh, outside uh, Dachau? That Death's uh, Head is a um I don't know if it's the official name, but it is what people called it. It's the symbol that the Nazi symbol with like the skull. Was it crossbow? Oh, that was Death's Head. Yeah, yeah. It the was skull, the, the head-on skull, and it, like had is kind of you know metal looking, and uh, I think it had crossbones. It wasn't yeah. your traditional oh, okay. skull and crossbones. It was very not. When you see it, you're like, yep, that's that's Nazi. <laughs> Just. But that that's yeah, what it, it was. That's what it was commonly called, at least. Right, because uh, the concentration camps were they're uh, called Dachau. Is it Dachau? I think is how you pronounce it. Oh, okay. Um, it's um. Hang on, let me pull it up here quick. I'm not sure of the pronunciation, but it looks uh, like. Yeah, they say it many Dachau. times, like Dachau. Dachau. Yeah, Dachau. Sorry, I'm mispronouncing it. I mean, it's it's one. It's just basically the type of camp that you saw in the 1940s. Yeah. So that's just kind of some of the, some of the variations. There's um, enough one they have. It's like really. Is it this one? I think no. That's Waterloo. It's like very. I'm trying to scroll down on this thing for some reason. Here it is. Well, <laughs> this is in the lose. This was um. So these were. This was 34 to 45. I think it's this one. Maybe I thought that. I mean, it's a. It was their tanks, the Panzer yeah. tanks. Um, oh, by the way, when I that one right there, I've I've used I've seen it on their thing. I guess it is that one. Yeah, I just thought it was a little bit less cartoony, not cartoony, but you know what I mean. It, yeah, 
variations yeah. on a theme that's yeah. the, that's like i said i don't know if that's the actual name but that is what they were commonly referred to it's as. more of a it's yeah. more of a if you think like a if you took a skull and crossbones and did like a profile on it that's kind of mm -hmm. more what it what it follows but yeah not a full gotcha. profile just a you know, yeah yeah but um as i was saying it's directed by don mefford written by rod sterling uh it's production code 4804 original air date november ugh, this is right before thanksgiving uh november 10th 1961 stars i Oscar mean Marigi it does Jr. warm the cockles of your cockles so right yeah Definitely. in the worst way possible uh <laughs> joseph Schildkraut, uh karen Vern, robert boone ben wright um okay so um penis vagina Penis. Uh, <laughs> yeah. penis things that make us that'll make us laugh before we get to seriousness um <laughs> this episode is super my dark. youtube career makes uh, us laugh. yeah our youtube career <laughs> is everyone's youtube career my you get a youtube failure i get a youtube failure everyone gets a youtube failure uh, hell that's um, okay oh, sorry anyway so <laughs> I dropped a contact are you good are you good or yeah i'm good I'm just... okay don't drop any more eye contacts <laughs> poking in the face um yeah. the the title is a play on the evelyn waugh novel brides have revisited i don't know if that has anything to do with a guy going to a, a nazi concentration camp uh, as a tour. So. yeah i don't think so either <laughs> i think it was just a hey that sounds familiar let's do that um but this episode is uh super serial it's uh it's an episode that uh, it was very hard to watch. I don't usually. I don't usually have trouble watching stuff. I've watched many. I. I. I don't know about you guys. Maybe you haven't, but I've watched some pretty graphic stuff, especially through certain websites, and I've seen people, you know, all kinds of crazy shit. But when it comes to the when it comes to World War Two, when it comes to the the Nazism and the concentration camps and stuff like that, this shit. That's why Schindler's List is like my favorite movie of all time, just on the simple fact that. There's it, the level of what happened. And I'm not going to I don't know. I don't want to get into like the depths of detail, but the, this is what this episode is. The, 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 the shit that happened in World War Two with the Nazis and the Jewish people and the Jewish population and what this episode is basically Rod Serling, as you see in his opening and closing narration, really is he was truly affected by this. And the fact that the censors of cbs and all that let him do some of the stuff he did in this episode is pretty crazy not crazy but pretty pretty impressive um i don't know what you guys think i i'm gonna go on a tangent i'm i i'm like i <laughs> you guys gotta interject at some point because I, i'll yeah. probably talk for oh no no absolutely hours. yeah like this I, i'm gonna be honest with this episode easiest really episode i've ever done <laughs> yeah <laughs> Jacob I, I just think... stands back he's like i'll sit here and eat sweet <laughs> But I do think that with Serling, they probably because of the nature of it and because, you know, they wanted to go America. Fuck. Yeah. And, and I kid about that. But they were probably a little bit less stringent because it was talking communist or because they was talking Nazis. Yeah. yeah I mean, well, yeah, like, I mean it was 1960, 1961, yeah. well, 61 World War Two. The effects of World War Two were still being felt. Oh, yeah. And World War Two was most people that were under the age of, you know, that weren't children, any adult that was alive at that point was alive during that war and felt oh, yeah. it and knew something about it. So they were probably a little bit, it was almost like, um, well, like on TV, at least back in the day, you couldn't have nudity, but they'd let you have those, like, uh, those, uh, history channel shows that would like show people often like 
I don't know, fucking. Oh, like like National Geographic. Yeah, yeah. But ass naked people walking around. It's almost like that. I think they kind of probably viewed it as you know this is something people it should be seen. It's educational. Yeah, to a degree. Yeah. I mean, you know they they probably were like don't go too far, Rod. But you know <laughs> they let him show um, some. They probably considered this graphic. Yeah, I would imagine. Like um, some of the imagery. I... It's not graphic throughout, honestly, but there is no, some no, striking no. imagery in this episode, yeah. especially um, while he's walking around the camp before all the the weirdness happens. Yeah, it's um, there, there's something that's really potent that happens at the end of this episode with the doctor and what Ross really says. But um, mm-hmm. did you guys know Sorry. anything about this episode before you watched it? Like, did you know it was about Nazism and about uh, uh, old lieutenant or colonel or whatever he was? Going back to kind of in essence face the ghost of its past. Did you know anything about that at all? I've seen this episode a couple of times. Like it was, okay. it was one that would occasionally show up on the marathons and such. Um, so definitely, and it sparked my interest because I have a not background with it, but I have family that was in Germany and lived through World War Two. Um, and when I went to see her, I you know you kind of hear you know you always being in the states. You know, obviously, you learn history from a certain perspective. All Germans are Nazis. Yeah, and when well, absolutely, and being over there was it was really interesting to hear her perspective because you know all those things, but to hear it like from someone that she lived through all that, um, and it was an interesting perspective. And so coming into this episode, it was interesting to watching Twilight Zone pre like going to visit my cousin and then post like watching it this time um it was an interesting change in how i perceived things yeah um i don't remember the episode i didn't remember watching it so like i didn't know specifically what it was about i knew it was gonna have something to do with the nazis only because i know what the death's head thing was i'd heard that because mm-hmm. i have i'm i'm like i'm really big in world war Two, but um I did. I mean, I I'm versed in World War II, like history and stuff like that. Especially growing up in for a period of time in DC, going to the yeah. um, the Holocaust Museum many oh, times. Oh yeah, the Holocaust Museum was. Mm-hmm. I remember going there at twelve, and holy shit! I... You look over those little borders where they have oh, video God. playing. Um, you had to be a certain height to see over them to see the graphic videos, and they, yeah show everything in those videos and it's not like a kind of it's not even that kind of like oh yeah like graphic it's like real people being executed and just awful terrible yeah there's a there's a picture that recently got unearthed where it was uh kids and family members being walked along to the the chambers it was like fuck man Mm -hmm. um i mean that this episode isn't that graphic but it, it does play into the for whole the time idea. i think it was well probably... yeah for the time now it's like all you do is go watch like uh schindler's list or well even some uh, of the whatever. stuff like i said like the and we both picked up on it i think it is the most striking visual in the whole thing the people hanging yeah yeah it's not because they're hanging it's because of what it represents the way yeah. they're hanging yeah it doesn't look like in a western you've got somebody with a bag over their head and they're like tied up behind it no this looks like a beaten terror like just it looks awful and that visual right there was just like wow even for nowadays it's just a striking visual absolutely not striking like oh that's beautiful but like it does make you take it, it takes you back it hits and you yeah, where you live i'm really surprised that it was on tv in 1961 but i mean if i saw that in the show today i'd still be like oh 
I might not be surprised it's on TV because you could put almost yeah. anything on TV nowadays, yeah. but it would still be a striking visual. And a lot of it does have to do, do with, you know what it is. It's a concentration camp. You know why those people are hanging up. You know how they were treated. Yeah. So that well, the, the history and knowing that adds to it. Can you imagine like having this episode play and then Mr. Ed plays right after it? Oh, God. <laughs> You're like and crying and all the Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, right. Wilbur, um, why are there people hanging out back? You know, sometimes at the end of the episodes, um, they'll have whatever's coming on next, like Ed Sullivan or oh whatever it was. Yeah, Gunsmoke. And they come on. Yeah. Stay tuned for the next dinner to have somebody from the show being like, stay tuned for the next episode of, I don't know, Bewitched or whatever. I think it would have been kind of funny had they had that at the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah like at the end of the episode, when they were introducing the next episode, it's just Rod Stone smoking Oasis cigarettes. He's like, I don't know, whatever. Just just go on to the next. <laughs> it's like, but to kind of get. It's right, like right. <laughs> oh shit! Here we go. <laughs> and we are officially going right. to hell. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um. Okay. Anyway, so to kind of get into this episode, we're, we 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 uh, start at a hotel. We're introduced to a guy named Schmidt. He walks in, and the innkeeper, the innkeeper, uh, he wants a room. The innkeeper looks at him and gets really uncomfortable. This is the first point. I think. She, I, I don't know. Is innkeeper uh, a Jewish woman, or is she German, or is she just knows who this guy is? Because this the guy Schmidt um, plays off like he's just a businessman, but you know he's coming back as we learned for. Well, we gotta remember. Um, I don't know if she's supposed to be Jewish or not. She, I, I think the show kind of pushes you in that direction, or the the story that she probably is, or she was at least affected by this. While the Jews absolutely caught the rawest deal in that whole situation, I mean. That whole thing that was going on over there, it, everybody was affected by it. Oh, yeah. There were yeah. people that weren't Jewish that were still. Well, you know, God, it's if not you like were... they, the Nazis didn't just go after Jews. I mean, they were, it was World War, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody was affected by it. Um, so that lady could have just been, maybe she's she wasn't Jewish, but maybe she was still one of the affected people. But I, I don't know. She, I think she's just, because she lives in this place that this place is still standing, this, this concentration camp. So she's very well aware of the atrocities that went on there. Well, even just right. the fact of if she, even if she just was from the town, to recognize someone that is that sinister, and clearly he enjoyed what he did. I mean, it, you don't have to look far to see the the fact oh, that he, smile on his he face relished. Yeah. Oh yeah, he rel like he's got that swarmy like. Well, he was ah, the guy yeah. in charge, so yeah, they no. probably saw his face. He was the face of the place, so that, oh, that makes sense why she recognized him. Probably. Uh one fun thing about that actress. Um, she was married to Hugh or to Peter Laurie, who did a whole bunch of um, like like Pete, horror stuff back in the back in the thirties and forties. I was Hugh Laurie. No, a P- so Peter Laurie was. Like, Damn, was, he um... married young. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was like, uh, um, he was in Arsenic and Old Lace, and um, uh, he was in M. He was in Crater. What was it? Mad Mad Hands was it called that? So a lot of like early like noir slash uh horror from like the 40s like 30s 40s and 50s but he's kind of a short um uh kind of hungarian guy had massive eyes and shit so but anyway i'm goddamn hungarian it's got big fucking eyes man oh man it's crazy it's crazy it's insane oh i know you always always kind of talk like this hungry eyes do you guys remember do you remember where oscar beregi came who was that do you remember him yeah, that they said he was. Um, oh, what was he in? He yeah, was he was one in the, of the Red Man Winkle Caper. He plays yeah, the guy yeah. that running the. Uh, uh... Oh, the doctor. 
Yeah, yeah. That's the professor. The professor. That's what they call him. Yep. Right. The guy who who set it all up. Right. Yep. You are correct. See the sets for this episode, which doubles for Doc How. Uh, Buck Houghton explains CBS had made a pilot for a Western. They had built a foresight frontier fort. It was one hundred fifty to two hundred thousand dollars set to pre-lot or pilot pilot the Western. And it was standing on lot three at MGM. We just had to downgrade it, so it was actually a Western front before they used it in the Twilight Zone. It was a fort at that point. Yeah. So it's interesting. Very. Um. But yeah, I, I I like how the woman he he lies and said he was part of the Panzer Division, in Eastern Europe, and so or Eastern Front. And I, I just like the realism and how she she acts and everything. It's just it's you can tell that there's a lot of history there. And I, I got to ask you guys this question before we get into like the uh, Schmidt going to the concentration camp. Why the hell is he back here? Is he just back here because he wants to have a good old you know lucky time in the the concentration camp? Yeah. Like why the hell did he come back? He's a well, you know how they, that and you know how they always say that a that a thief will always return to the scene of the crime or mm-hmm. a criminal yeah. always. I mean, you think Before about it like it. oh, absolutely. It's like uh, why 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 do we torture ourselves going back to class reunions and shit? Because there's part of us that's masochistic. But in this case, yeah, he was definitely in it for the 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 the, I don't know the 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 chuckles. That was the highlight of his life. Absolutely. So he's going back to relive it, I guess. He had um, the fond memories. Uh, but yeah, like uh, I was writing that you know she talks about a concentration camp. He likes the cigarette and smiles. There's it, just a lot. It's a lot of disturbing stuff before that we even get to the concentration camp. It just. This guy who we name, who we find out his name is Lutza, um, Captain Lutza. Uh, like you guys said, he was the, he was the one in charge of this concentration camp, and uh, I think the most interesting thing is that it was always talked about about uh, Nazis that fled. They always fled to South America, which it's interesting that that's where they fled to because apparently it's a in safe the moon. Haven. In the moon, yes, in the moon, <laughs> on the dark side of the moon, right? Yeah, moon they have they're like riding dinosaurs and stuff like that. Is that mm, the second mm-mm, movie? Mm-mm. Well, that's it. That's inside the Earth. Oh, that's right. on the Moon. That's they right. just fly on spaceships. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think they were also in South America making like uh, clone Hitlers as well. What I hear. <laughs> well, that's where the entrance to the center of the Earth, where they're riding the dinosaurs, is in South America. Ah. And the Arctic. Oh, so the, do they like? Do they go to the center of Earth and just shoot them out into into the Moon? Like it's like a teleportation device. Um, it's like a big hole. Yeah, there's a door. <laughs> you go in there. You go down. It's like, and it's like uh, the... Godzilla vs. Kong. You got dinosaurs, and Hitler rides a T Rex. Nice. <laughs> they also have the Spear of Destiny, so they can uh, they they can I don't know make people. There's a documentary more. about it called Iron Skies, <clears throat> and Iron Skies oh, yeah. too. Um, I'll go is, they, is their favorite uh, is their favorite movie The Producers? <laughs> <laughs> Journey to the Center mm. of the Earth. <laughs> right. Right. Or Congress time. Godzilla. <laughs> oh, and uh, uh, what's the guy? The iPhone guy. Oh, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs is down there too. Oh, well, there you go. Is uh, <laughs> they've better, they've better uh, things. Yeah. Oh, and is there a is there a giant arcade Dick machine? down there too? <laughs> a who? <laughs> There's a lot of shit down in the center of the earth, apparently. Uh, yeah. Is or it made of cheese? No. That's 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 outer space. Uh, I got you. But how can how can the Earth be how can I mean, there be um down inside the Earth when the Earth is flat? Uh, no, no. It's under the Earth because anal. Oh. Yeah. And <laughs> there there's always that. That is yeah, true. Right. Um, inside the anal. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. 
<laughs> Should have asked like ten minutes ago when I forgot we were. Why? Why did? Uh, why did? Why did he come back to uh, Germany? Was because we got past dog? that. Because anal. <laughs> yeah, everything is because he wanted anal hot dog. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, no. In all seriousness, like you know, you guys said he came back from the uh, to revisit his old stomping grounds where he literally stomped people to death. Um, yeah, concentration camps. <laughs> They're exciting to talk about. So he goes, his uh, his taxi driver drives over to uh, concentration camp. Doesn't specify. It's just a Dachau uh, concentration camp. Uh, I guess that's just what they were called. Um, He kind of looks, I can't remember what point. I'm trying to remember what point Ross really comes into the mix to talk. Uh, but he, he goes there. I think this is the point where he sees the hanging men on the, the little pole. He's looking at through the, the different buildings, stuff like that. Um, I can't remember if this is where Ross really talks, but it's it's quite a long uh, <laughs> set of words. That I'm sure not Jacob as long as last through, so. week, though. No, it's not. Pretty long, though. And this it one's is, more it's effective. Uh, lengthy. So. It's girthy. Yeah. Veiny. <laughs> so let's take this thing and shove it in. Here we go. Mr. Schmidt. Recently arrived in a small Bavarian village, which lies eight miles northwest of Munich. A picturesque, delightful little spot, one time known for its scenery, but more recently related to other events having to do with some of the less positive pursuits of man. Human slaughter, torture, misery, and anguish. Mr. Schmidt, as we will soon proceed, has a vested interest in the ruins of a concentration camp. For once, some 17 years ago, his name was Gunther Lutz. He held the rank of captain in the SS. He was a black uniformed strutting animal whose function in life was to give pain. And like his colleagues of the time, he shared the one affliction most common amongst that breed known as Nazis. He walked the earth without a heart. A now former SS captain Lutz will revisit his old haunts, satisfied that all that is awaiting him in the ruins of the hill is an element of nostalgia. What he does not know, of course, is that a place like Danshu can't exist only in Bavaria. By its nature, by its very nature, it must be one of one of the populated areas of the Twilight Zone. It's it's interesting that he throws in the Twilight. I'm actually surprised he put in the Twilight Zone uh, at the end. I know it's I know it's the Twilight Zone, but it's. Well, he, I don't he know. actually touches all that the closing narration. Yeah, well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like the fact that he put, you know, by its nature, by its very nature, it must be in one of the popular areas of the Twilight Zone. I, I, I think that's because that's just how he, he ends all of them that way now. Yeah, with something, something, maybe. something. The Twilight Zone. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, if it was like last week's episode, that makes sense to have it in the the Twilight Zone. But I, I guess because of the nature of like Dachau camps and. <laughs> Ghost of Jewish into ghost, ghost, uh, go, uh, dead ghost Jewish, uh, prisoners or camp and stuff like that. I don't know. It's just, it's very interesting, but I, I, I digress. So well, I think too, um, you have to remember that this is, you do because it was so fresh still, you know, you're talking 16 yeah. years later, you do kind of have to remove it from like, look at, I mean, you know, you remove it from real life and you kind of put it someplace where, Hopefully people learn and they don't do that shit again kind of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. To some extent. You would think. It helps if we continue right. to teach it thoroughly, more thoroughly in schools, but don't yeah. get me started on that. Of course they touch on it, but the amount of time they spend on world war two in general and the Holocaust, they don't even talk about it. Why this started 
way back, like when my oldest was in elementary school. She's 22 years. They're 22 now. So this would have been 10, more than 10 years ago. They were saying things along the lines of the Holocaust was offensive and they didn't want to offend people and things like that. I was like, it's no shit. It's offensive. It was fucking genocide. They almost eradicated an entire race of people. You have, you cannot stop talking about that. I mean, like me and Trevor were talking about before the show. I'm not saying you got to harp on it and keep on on people because like someone is well, not but... responsible for their ancestors' doings. But it's not but the, something the that is... big. You don't you don't stop teaching. Right. Well, that that that's the thing that I, I, I that bugs me so much is you know I I don't know this kind of leads into this episode why this episode is actually quite important. I don't know what schooling is like for you guys up there in Alabama and Triv. I don't know what it's like for you guys up there in Iowa and stuff like that. But I've noticed schools down in Florida are doing exactly what Jacob says. They're cutting back on all the important stuff like this, but they're more worried about doing like those state tests where you do. Oh, that's like, been the case for a long F-cast. time, though. Yeah. Well, that's, that's been... my my point is like when you watch it. This is the reason these episodes like speak to me so much is because this is the kind this is the kind of stuff that like I wish I kind of you know learn more about in high school and stuff like that you know even 20 plus years ago it's like this what this episode does really well is it it makes the episode small on the fact of one guy the ss captain probably 15 in prisoner or 15 jewish uh, pow's that were killed and then we have the one guy who is uh played by joseph uh schildekraut uh who plays alfred becker and it's able to get off to the point of what their what this whole situational problem was with the the 1940s, World War II, and German Nazism and stuff like that. It just, I think this episode is able to justify its 25 minutes by still being small, but also being very big. And it's like it's what it's trying to say. And right. it, it was that's why it was so impressive to me. Something I was not expecting. So I don't know. I will say, like from the from the history perspective, like you do definitely learn more as you leave school and kind of do your thing. Like, you know, they touch on this one thing and then you realize, you know, all of this other stuff that happened during that time. But yeah, to not have the base of that stuff, to not understand that, wow, you know, 80 years ago, because I mean, and so much of it now is taken without context. Like, oh, you know, I mean, look at the way Nazi is thrown around. Look at the way Hitler, Hitler. is tossed around. Like People any of those words, communist, no, exactly. Communist, fascist, all of those things. They're tossed around at anything and everything. And it doesn't matter the age. It, it's, it's said by teens. It's said by people in their 90s. But the fact that like all of those terms, they, they lost something along the way. And mm-hmm. not Everything. to say that, not to say that you want it to be like Voldemort, where it's like, oh, that thing that shall not be named. But to talk about it and to understand that, you know, there are there are very things that are are easy to, to miss, but then to not overstate the things that aren't in that realm. It, it's it's such a it's such a balance yeah. of those things, you know? I mean, it's over. It happened, has been dealt with. I don't think we should like harp oops, harp on it in that way. Yes, yeah, some things are harped on nowadays, but it shouldn't be forgotten. No, absolutely. It should still not. be taught in Whoa. detail. I mean, but the thing yeah. is, it needs to be taught. Like, I have a unique perspective on this. I have a kid in private school, and I have a kid in public school. I'm not even getting into why. <laughs> There's reasons. Just, it's just that I do. Yeah, exactly. I have one in private, one in public. I want the public school one in private, but whatever. We're not going there. The one in in public is almost 15 years old. The one in private 
is nine years old. She knows more what all of the, all of this than he does, like leaps and bounds, because this subject actually came up, you know, that some of these terms were thrown out there at one point where like some some uh, uh, statements were made and stuff like that. The nine year old, eight at the time, maybe even seven, I don't know, eight, I think she was eight. And she was like, that's not what that's not what that. Yeah, that's part of it. But that's not all that was and had to school the person that is twice their age because that public school is not. I mean, they they touch on it literally over the course of like a day or two. Yeah. Yeah. I give you a cliff notes. Some things, some wars, some uh, historical events. Sure. I get it. It's a whole history in school. I mean, yeah, you're there for years, but I understand you got to give cliff notes on some stuff or just kind of touch on it. You want to know more? Go find out more yourself. This one, World War II and everything that went on there. I feel like they need to spend more time on it. It's called World fucking War II. That's a big deal. <laughs> well, that that's the thing about like this Holocaust. episode. Right. <laughs> Um, that's the thing about this episode that is actually pretty potent is when Becker comes in the mix. Uh, first of all, Lutza kind of looks around. He smiles. He looks in the different buildings and stuff like that. God, the swarmy smile. I yeah, wanted to yeah. bitch slap him for that. It just like it's so well done. It right. just it, it infuriates you because there are people yeah, that, which is, that look at yeah. that asshole and and what he represents and go, oh yeah, this is what you know that whole. How can oh god. Well, I, that's what I was going to say. And, like, and, sorry. Go ahead. No, oh, no, I'm go, just ahead, go gonna, ahead. Just going to say, like, and that that whole thing is, and I guess being, I, I spent some time in Germany with Germ, with the German cousins, and like to hear even from their side, like they were kind of conscript, like her father was conscript, conscripted into war because that's what they did. But like, she had this wall of photo albums and like, whatever it was 38 or 37 whenever things really got bad there she had like a a message in the back of the photo album of the year previous because she had all of them listed by year and it said something like after this time there was no happiness until 1945 46 and the way that she discussed it because their town was one of the worst bombs during the, the during the war and she's like I did not, I was a kid at the time I didn't sign up for this I didn't want any part of this but I was dragged down by these fucking nazis and i just i i keep that in mind because it is so sad and well it just oh god that that smile though it just brought back all of that rage well that's the thing about well no i was gonna say that's the thing about this episode and the thing i was what jacob was alluding to is given enough time 17 years this episode takes place after the world war ii People tend to, as as we learned to like nine eleven and stuff like that. People tend to kind of move on, forget. kind of forget. Well, and you kind of ha- like you have to keep living. I mean that. Well, that that you know. that's that's the yeah. thing. Like you do when to you a see degree, the... right? No, right. I, I understand. but it needs to. We need you should always remember these type of things. Oh, then that's not even a question, and I'm not downplaying it at all. I just there is that balance of you know no, understanding what came with that time, but also like you can't. It's like you can't if you lose live someone... with it every no, day. Exactly. Because yeah. I'm with you. Because there's things we have going on right now about it, and, and at some point it's kind of like, all right, guys, we gotta not let it go, but we need to allow ourselves to move forward. Yeah, we do need well, to allow ourselves to move forward from even this event we're talking about here, which is a big deal. But we don't need to forget. We need to still teach it so that it doesn't happen again. Well, that that's the thing. Like when you when you see what Luta says to Becker as this episode moves along. It's almost like he he thinks that people are going to forget, and the whole point is 
he's trying to make it where it wasn't as bad as it truly was. And when Becker comes into the mix, it's like, that you know, Lusa just doesn't want to accept the fact that he is the cause of or part of the problem. And like, like I said, he wanted, he expected everything to move on. Everything expected to be fine. Like, I like he, he was just going to be. A, I figured everybody would have been over it by now. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I, was, I, I didn't think people were going to hold a guy's few little mistakes against him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little mistakes. Well, it it, it goes yeah, to show how little how little ticket. they. It, it will goes to show how yeah. little they thought of like uh, the, you know whether well, they they're Jewish or or Romanian or you know uh uh or or gay or or you know gypsy or whatever. All of them, they looked at them and said, "Well, you guys don't, you know, you're not, you're not they're perfect subhuman. Aryan race. Fuck you. I mean, Go in die." Their minds, in their minds, they they did. They called them subhuman. They did right. not think that they were on the same level. Right. They weren't worthy of life. So killing them was like stepping on a cockroach. Literally, right. in their minds, that's what they yeah. were. And some of them were indoctrinated to feel that. I mean, to think that. Oh and no, absolutely. That doesn't make that does not okay their actions, but. There is logical, there's logical, like, and that's the thing with that balance. And it's something that comes up later on in this episode, but it is a point at which, you know, they were like, oh, we followed orders. We did this, we did that. And there is that balance of, okay, if you're in, if you were indoctrinated that much, like they were talking about like Hitler youth and the fact that like these little kids were basically like, oh yeah, you know, Germany forever. Woohoo. All that stuff. And yeah, it, it's it's an easy thing well, to see. Like how how many people fall into that shit anyway? Well, that's the thing. Like when you watch this episode play out right before Becker comes in, you're seeing uh, this guy Lutza walking around, and you see like you know images pop up where he's in his uniform. He's talking to the the prisoners and stuff like that. And there's one point where a prisoner has eaten for five days wants water you know he's he's making fun of him because he wants water you know kind of like uh what's his face that little kid from uh, uh oliver or whatever and it, it like the smile and smirk on his face it just it shows you that this guy just doesn't understand what he truly did or he understands but he thinks he did it for the right reasons or whatever he thinks and it's just like until Becker comes into the mix, it's just it's pretty crazy what he's what he's remembering and just oh, how it's like up it's, it is. it's like a dude going back for a reunion and like like reliving fond memories. Yeah, he knows. I he, remember killing this guy. Oh, that was a great it. day. Yeah. I had pudding and then I went out back and shot a guy in the head. I signed off on a few million people being killed. Ah, you know, no right. biggie. They weren't people. A few million subhumans being killed. Yeah. Yeah. A few million yeah. Jews. Yeah, because we need to rid the world of them. You know, it's so fucking weird and crazy. Um, you know, just real quick, and this is random. Please forgive me, but you look back through history, if you, and it's like the Jews get the short end of the stick like all the time. I feel bad for them. Well, I mean, to be fair, they run Hollywood now, so they, oh, they got God. something. Oh God, I just ugh, fucking assholes. Anyways, but no, not um, not the Jews, what but Bell just say? generally, Hollywood. there's a lot of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I ain't saying um, anything. Yeah, yeah, but um, I mean, what do you? The act break comes when we first are introduced to Becker, uh, for the most part. Like, what do you? What do you guys like? How how did that affect you guys? Like the first act with all the stuff you're seeing. I like, was angry. Set up. That's good. I'm like, always angry though. I'm like the Hulk. Um. All you do, all you have is corn, so I get it. Yeah. But then you guys should be able to make whiskey out of that. So what's wrong with you? <laughs> and gas, and gas. Yeah, gas. Well, mostly whiskey. <laughs> I, it's not very good whiskey. 
I was definitely taken back by some of the visuals, especially like we've harped on the the hanging people thing. I knew by the time before our apparition showed up, I knew that this was going to be an episode where this guy's going to get his come up. It's probably going to be some spirits or something along those lines. I didn't know how, but I knew something like this was going to happen just because that was a creepy ass place, which I think that would be a creepy place either way. But Oh yeah, I'm sure Auschwitz is like the creepiest place to go to. Well, and you think you take like the Holocaust Museum times about a thousand, and I think mm-hmm. that's any of those yeah. concentration camps. I mean, I knew it was going to be something like that, so I wasn't like super surprised when you know we go on and find out what happens. I mean, I, like I said, I had no idea exactly how it was going to go down, but I was like, yeah, this is going to be this guy's going to come back, and especially how he's walking around reminiscing about stuff. I was like, you're going to get yours. Yeah, I think the episode did a good job of setting up a character that you fucking hate. Yeah. Um. Sure, the history that we all pretty much know, at least to a degree, does add to that. And I think they knew that. And that helped with, you know, having the the short run time. They didn't have to do much. I mean, really, you just show an actual Nazi. Don't have to do much to dislike them. No. <laughs> but it did go the extra mile to um show that he relished and performed mass genocide. So, yeah, yeah not liking our main character very <laughs> much at that point by the, by the act break. All right, All so right. Uh, this version or Rip Van, the guy that he played in Rip Van Winkle, sent, or Caper? Well, I mean, he did, like, drive off a cliff, didn't he? Or did he drive the vehicle off the cliff or something? That was somebody else. No, the other guy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my feeling. The fact that in the first nine minutes of this episode, we got so much and how tight and well-written and well-paced this episode is, it's pretty impressive because I, I, I looked down at the counter for the you know for the act break it's only nine minutes so we got all that fucking context in nine minutes of this episode and we still have uh what 18 or was it 10 12 minutes before the end of the episode it's it's a pretty tight tightly packed tightly wound very uh pretty pretty impressive what they're there's a very good thorough job of setting up things very yeah yeah especially for what they need to do well especially for what rat certainly needs to do you're ready to come back from that commercial break and see this motherfucker get his. Exactly. Right. I and had that, my popcorn and my drink and he's like, you're like, please, sir, may I have some more? <laughs> um, but no, when we come back to this episode, uh, I have to say this is when it truly started hitting me. Uh, I mean, it already hit me with like the whole hanging stuff and like that. But Becker in the wind that sound like moanings and groanings and the idea like that Becker's like, oh, it's been good to see you, sir. And like the idea that the care that uh, Becker's not really it's not mm. really, you know, you know, he's dead, but it's not like I wanted to touch on that. Uh, do you, I'm yeah, yeah. Said that. I forgot. The 17 years, shows yeah. up and OK, we know where it goes, but he remembers him and they're talking and all this. And he's like, oh, are you the caretaker? Do you really think that he OK. He got free and he kept on the same fucking clothes for 17 years to be the caretaker of this place. I mean, it was, that part I was kind of like, he's a he's a recreation guy, ghost, obviously. Right? Who's gonna well, that, I mean, that... even if he? I think that he would do anything in his like anything he could to get to shed everything about that place from himself. Well, that's the thing. Like, is the idea? I I think the ghost more mm-hmm. represents the idea of the fact that Becker thinks that this guy has moved on he, he he his mind is so focused on the reality of like oh i you know i did this this and this and it wasn't a know, big deal 
Yeah. yeah to to him it's just like oh you're here you're the fact that becker is the same age as when he was as we eventually find out what happens to him it's just i think it's the whole idea of like the uh the logic of reasoning of a human being that does something so atro- atrocious or whatever the you fact say. that he thinks that the guy would just be like oh hey yeah yeah i mean it was rough times <laughs> but you know well and don't you think too that mentally like you know we always we always try to cover those things and not to say like he was obviously very proud of the work that he did at Dachau but I do think it was maybe one of those things where he's like trying to fill in the blanks of well this guy can't be dead he has to actually like be here what's the most logical oh he probably is a caretaker or something yeah a prison uniform yeah exactly (laughs) it's the whole idea of like oh no you love me you you worship me of course you're going to come back and be the caretaker you i didn't do anything to you besides you know you know torture you murder you and starve you try to kill you you yeah i mean there there's some striking stuff in here with like like i said the noises the wind he's like what is that why does that wind sound so weird and creepy it's like is that the wind in the backers like sure it's the wind it's not the millions (laughs) of people that you guys killed it's the wind making groaning noises you know it's the nothing it just until we get to the trial, it's just the 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 nature of what the what Becker is saying and how Lutza is trying to justify it. Like the uniform is part of his flesh. The tattoo on Becker's arm is a skull and crossbones is a reminder. The noise, like I said, sounds like moaning. Uh, the wind, uh, ten million human. I mean, it's like he says, ten million human beings, adults, children, infants. They burned them in furnaces, dug graves. Basically, until the trial happens, that they're like you're going to be tried convicted and sentences like that it's a lot of like bring it to light uh, uh lutza's like horrifying crimes and stuff like that and it does it pretty effectively and like how slowly kind of builds up to that trial i mean yeah that's it kind of covers all that stuff he's and and i don't know if he was just that like out of it like oh i'm in this place oh i'm seeing this guy that i that i knew during my time I'm, you know, managing this camp. Oh, how is he still here? You know, oh, he's doing this. He's doing that. Like, he's just bitter over all these things. You know, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm, you know, I, I doing my job and, you know, I'm real, really good at it. And yeah, I killed a lot yeah. of people, but they're not really people like delusion, the delusions. Um, delusion of grandeur. Yeah. I'm not sure from that perspective. I'm not sure how, how you can say you know how he was like seeing this guy and whether it was in his head or you know the spirit of the place or whatever and not realize shit i am going to die or i'm going to you know have my comeuppets for all the shit that i've done i i don't know i don't know that's one of those things he's so oblivious to this person that was one of his prisoners he knows that at least even if he doesn't think what he did was wrong, he knows the world as a whole. I mean, after over 17 years, he's found out the world as a whole disagrees with you, buddy. So much so to where you had to go into hiding to South America. So he knows that he was in the worldview wrong and definitely in this prisoner's view wrong. And he sees the guy and he's just like, oh, whatever. So he has the 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 the, the forethought. He, he knows that he has to hide himself by going into hiding in South America, but not to this guy. Right. I just feel like he would have been like, no, I'm not uh, him. I'm somebody else. I just look, my name is John Smith, you know, <laughs> but he's just like real open. Like, yeah, I did it. And I mean, you know, from the get go. And he's like, oh, hey, I remember tortured you. <laughs> <laughs> that seemed yeah, a bit it's... odd to me. That whole interaction there 
seemed a bit odd. Now, I mean, maybe it is happening in his head. It's almost like a lucid dream or whatever, and that's why it it goes it comes across that way. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, just... even even Becker like brings up like the idea of like why did you even come back? Why did you not stay in South America? You were fine. You were gonna live a happy life, you know, in the whatever in South America. And I I, I like how he he comes back and you know hoping the past of time passage of time would change the little mistakes that he made and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it would be quote unquote fine in the the long run, and as we learn, it's not fine. You know, people, millions of people, unless, right? Yeah. Well, you know, and it kind of, um, it kind of, I just kind of got thinking, and it's probably an obvious thing, but and it kind of relates to the 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 end, like Rod Serling's end yeah. bit. But, that's why, um, yeah, that's why I said what I said. Yeah, but I I think that like. They talk about how Dachau and ones like that continue to stand as reminders of things. So people like him, you know, even if it stands in our heads as much as it stands, you know, as a monument to the crap that went down, you know, even when people come back, they're not going to be able to escape what they did. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Agreed. Exactly. Sorry, that was kind of rambly, but we're going to talk about um, that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but this basically all leads to the trial. Uh, Becker is trying to escape. Of course, the um, the gate closes on itself, locks itself. Uh, no 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 two foot pole from you know uh, Holly Man or anything closing that shit. Um, <laughs> it, it's um, this is where this is where it gets super serial. Uh, basically, he's he's basically put, being put on trial in the simple fact of like. They're finally like pushing the shit into his mind about what he did, and they're like unlocking the key to the journey of imagination or whatever it is. That's actually pretty good. Now that I think about it, you open the door to the journey or whatever. You open the door of this key. Is that, isn't that the opening narration to the Twilight Zone? Opening. You open the door with a key of imagination. Thank you. So they're opening the key the into the horrific imagination of. I mean, you Lisa. could go the the Willy Wonka route. Um, come and see. There's no earthy way of knowing. In a world of pure imagination. Which direction we are going? <laughs> That's is what I was about to say. Raining? Is it snowing? <laughs> There's no earthy way of knowing. Um, anyways, <laughs> but this is where I think the most Twilight Zone-y, Twilight Zone portion of this episode happens, where Becker tries to escape. He's thrown into compound six, which is where a lot of people were, you know, basically where a lot of shit happened. We see the ghost of his, basically the ghost, this, this could be like a Christmas Christmas carol thing where the ghost of his past or whatever come back to haunt him. And uh, he basically is found guilty as he was. He uh, breaks a window. Uh, he cries out through that window. Um, and, uh, it's interesting where when they they basically sentence him to basically go insane, they they he he they basically travel from like one torture chamber to the death the death gas rooms and stuff like that to the experimental rooms and stuff, and uh, he feels I every bullet. Part. What's that? He actually like during the trial passed out or something. It kind of just was too much for him. And he comes to and he's like, "Oh, it was a dream." He's like, "No, it wasn't a dream." The oh yeah, yeah. Becker was like it wasn't a dream that it actually happened. He tries your verdict tries to pass uh, down, and then it goes into all the. So here's your sentence. Yeah, um, and he did, I think he tries to like strangle him or something like that. Does that happen? 
Yeah, he tries to strangle him, and it's a, it's actually kind of a cool jump cut to him, like uh, his hands going around the the hanging pole. Right now, I I have to ask you guys, like the the bringing in all these people, the Jewish prisoners, if like that, like how effective did that seem to you guys? Like like the stuff when he gets like he's made to feel like what it was like for them to experiment on the the population and the torture room and the bullets and the the different like kind of torture stuff that they did to the prisoners, but like uh, the prisoners themselves, it's all kind of staring at uh, Lusa. I mean, what do you guys think about that? I mean, given the time, um, I think they would have, it, it, I think you could have done it without the people staring. Like you could have just done voices or you could, I think you could have stuck with just Becker and being like, there are thousands of people here staring at you right now and gotten it across but as we've seen multiple times, like I'm sure studio execs were like, oh, we need some visual representation of the masses so people understand what's going on. So it was probably a case of they needed like those staring, you know, the staring, um, you know, sightless eyes just, you know, boring through him to get the point across. I thought um, with the whole thing about like him, like living through all their like the being shot and tortured and like, all that stuff. That was a really good idea. Um, I think that's that's cool, and I'd like to see that. I didn't think the episode necessarily did the best job of executing that. I mean, it showed him like writhing really? in pain and all that, and uh, ah, and all that, and that yes, that. But it was kind of like, and yeah, we got some sounds, and some of it, it was fine. But I don't know. I, I guess I was wanting something a little bit more. I wanted to see him get his even more. Uh, I don't know. Just. Uh, I don't I don't hate what they did. It's like I almost wanted to see what he was feeling, like maybe in his head. And he did a see, few moves and stuff. And it is nineteen sixty one. I have to take that into account. Yeah. They're not gonna show this guy getting blown away. They're not gonna show him being beaten and stuff like that. But I wish there was just something else like maybe maybe it was just like the in his head version where he was seeing this, he was feeling he was going through all these people's pain that he he inflicted. And I think that that would have really run home the whole what happens to him ultimately in the end, what the, the yeah. condition he ends up in, it would have ran that home for me a little bit more. When it was happening, I was kind of like, wait, what? At first, I was like, I, okay, he's going through. I didn't realize that's what was happening at first. Well, I think if this had been a season four episode, which it could clearly have been actually been pretty good, I think it, I think it would have done what you said, where you would actually, the stuff that he is like, he's like throwing on the screen would have yeah. actually gone more in depth to it. There would have been a lot more like, um, a visceral feel to it you would have yeah. seen no, different no. things like not to like a violent extent but you were seeing sure. a little bit more yeah, like yeah. it was made nowadays to be torture porn and that that is what yeah. i wouldn't i want and i don't want i wanted right. a little bit more i wanted to see this asswipe get his a bit more and i wanted it to be a little bit more defined and clear that this is what was happening to him but on the flip side of that you could go too far you could show too much Absolutely. to where now it's losing its meaning and it's just torture porn yeah. Even, you know, torture porn for 61. And I didn't want it to be torture porn. I didn't want to see that. I just wanted this human being. I wanted to feel, I wanted to see more than just him writhing on the ground going, ah, I wanted to see something that he was feeling or seeing or something like that. Right. Something that just ran at home more than what was happening to him. Because like I said, for a minute there, I was kind of like, wait a minute, what's going on? Because it kind of happens fast. And he's running around all over the place. And he's like, eh, and he's like, you, this happened and that happened. I'm like, okay, he's, the stuff is happening to him, I guess, in his head. 
I didn't want to think. I sh- I didn't want to be put in a position to where I was thinking that. I wanted to just know it. Do you think if they so there's an episode of Twilight Zone that um that starred that starred George Takei and basically an American soldier essentially t- changes place with a Japanese soldier and it's I think it takes place during World War II um where you kind of he kind of lives through what they were living through at that point. Mm-hmm. If you do you think that if he showed up and like you see him in the concentration camp uh yeah get almost like a quantum leap kind of situation yeah where we see him yeah or something like that or and you the wouldn't even have is... to show much you just kind of understand i don't know i don't and i'm not gonna lie especially for 1961 i'm not gonna sit here just on the off the cuff and tell you exactly what i think it should have been i'm just saying yeah. i got a feeling i'm like i wish it was i didn't hate it i didn't hate that aspect of it. i really like the idea i just wish it had given me uh, something a little bit more I think there's a fine line, unfortunately, in the 1960s. You have to you have to walk where you can go a little too uh, uncomfortable, a little too hard when it comes to these, because you're dealing with like sure. the murder of like nine billion, nine to ten million people, and this. I think I think this is a digestible way to get the things you need to say, because you know, for instance, it says in the Wikipedia page, Becker goes informs him. This is not hatred. This is retribution. This is not revenge. This is justice. Like but this is only yeah, the beginning. That was yeah, excellent. Uh, your final judgment will come from God. I think what they're doing is they don't want people to be so off put because it's still, as I hate to say, there's it's still entertainment. It's still right. It a, is. Well, yeah. It's still a way to tell a story. And you know, today for the most part, you you know, as you see from like Schindler's List, you can go pretty hard when it comes to these stories because there's a justification for it but 1960 you start showing you know this guy on uh i don't know in a a doctor's office in the concentration camp being like cut open and stuff like that just because they like to do experiments on them for whatever reason i think that's the problem i I get what you're saying i I think there's there's a line in between there too but i will say too um with all of that stuff like you could show the you know them lined up by the front gate you know and then maybe you hear the noise and it goes to you know you see the rope being put around his neck the one thing with the way that it happens and i i'm on the fence about it because i do think like the actor did as good of a job as he probably could have done to understand what was going on but it almost does become a bit comical is not the right word but it does become like 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 overacting like like yeah melodramatic it becomes melodramatic and you are and that i think that is because there was a moment like i said when i shouldn't have been but i was thinking wait what what exactly is happening i mean okay off the go 1961 sensibilities they could have and trip said something i think it was Trip said oh you could what if you like showed him as one of the jews you know more or less like you know just go through like a montage real quick and just have some really creative camera trickery where like you show him walking in a line into a gas chamber and he's like no or something like that and he goes in there the door uh, shuts and yeah, then like, like the twilight maybe movie a little bit do a smash cut to like uh him like she said putting the noose around his head and they pull the thing and he drops down and do a, a cut to him you know falling down in front of the fence and then you see somebody pull the gun and go and he goes ah and he falls down and then he's in another bad situation like that they just had like this montage where he like falls through all these terrible things and and then after that show him on the ground slowly falling into insanity like ah 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 because we would have had that visual it wouldn't have been a grotesque visual but it would have been something we were like okay i see what he's going through 
And now I don't need to see more. I've seen enough. Now I understand what he's going through right now. Why he's writhing in pain on the ground is all these different situations and more. So that's it's um, more impactful to me now because I've I've I got a snapshot of it. I didn't have to see anything grotesque or gratuitous, yeah. but I understand much better visually because it's a visual medium of what's happening. And honestly, well, since it shows, oh, sorry. Well, no, I was gonna say what you're what you're going off of that unfortunate Twilight Zone movie episode, the Vic Morrow episode, the one where he's a racist. It does that exact same thing you're talking about, where it it starts out one thing, yeah, he's and on then the he's shot into another. Yeah, well, well yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, he goes through Nazi occupied whatever, and then all of a sudden he's like in Vietnam, and he's seen all the things like that cause him to be a racist in a lot of things. But um, what I was gonna say is, uh, in the Wikipedia page, they use a thing called tactile illu- illusion, and it's an illusion that affects the sense of touch. Some tactile illusions require uh, active touch. Uh, it's, it's like visual and auditory, so it's basically what what is happening is like they're they're causing him to feel the effects of everything. The problem the problem that lies in the, with what you're saying, like that, what you mean is 1960s filming. Techn- the way they do things it comes off a little it, it's like the last episode with uh it's a good life with the way bill mummy does his like thing there's a weird off center weird off kilting nature of like how they film it and how weird it is like today you could make it more realistic but back then it just it feels very strange and of its time a different just time how it they made yeah. they made things differently act they yeah. acted differently a lot of these actors I, we talked about this before many of these actors because you know film and tv was still rel- especially tv was relatively new so a lot of these people were stage actors by trade originally they started out on the stage like really like not just like nowadays somebody's like oh, i was a stage actor for like you know a year and now i'm an actor no, they were stage actors as a for a living. And so they when you're on the stage, you have to be bigger. You have to be more expressive and just more dramatic because yeah. you know, you're you're on a stage and you have to project to everybody back there. And that's why a lot of those uh older films, it wasn't until like the 70s, really, for the, like consistently, we started getting some more realistic depictions of people. The way people acted back then in movies and TV, that it was, it was kind of it was larger. It was bigger. Yeah, and a lot of the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s actors and stuff like that, you know, they were all stage actors before they got the screen. Now it's like, oh, absolutely. yeah, you grew up as a, yeah. But uh, what were you going to say, Trip? before I cut you off? Uh, then I cut you off. I'm trying yeah, to think. <laughs> I, I think before it was just the fact that, like, I was, I was mostly agreeing with you, Jacob, just as far as, like, the, I, I think there would be ways to show it, like, and I don't think you'd want to take it to like an all like you know how with the the trouble with Templeton they had kind of the all black background and they kind of jumped between those different scenes. Mm-hmm. I think there was room for that, just because we we saw I don't know like you're seeing him you know you're you know what's going on okay this is you in front of this gate being you know shot down this is you you know being experimented on and tortured this is the thing seeing like I, I think having even if it's just some kind of a kind of some kind of a thing where it's like you see him go through these things you see what's in his head you feel like it's more him getting his comeuppance as compared to you know freaking out but again i do understand like you said it's a case of what it what what is available to them what kind of time they had to set up the shoot 
mm-hmm. all, all of all of that stuff plays in you know and sure. it, we all i mean we always talk about idealized situations like oh well if we had been there we would have done this or that so um i do think it was I have limited resources for as strong as this episode is I, I do feel like that is sort of a missed opportunity but it's relative yeah. because you know budget and right. timing and everything else the, that's the not to take thing, that's not to take no, away no, from the funny it. thing is like i actually think it's like perfectly done but no, uh, and that's awesome. i disagree with you guys <laughs> no no and there's nothing wrong with that like no i know I, I'm you just know it, it, it's 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 just a matter of like i know when i watched it like it did feel like you know that that it did feel high or you know melodramatic to me but yeah. that is my perspectives on this and you're looking at it from that time and it hit you where you live because of the message like however it was how exactly however it was delivered it was straight to your heart you know yeah i think it all hit i think we all got i don't see how anybody could watch something concerning this subject and not feel something i mean i was sitting here saying i was balling my eyes out no but you this is just i don't know anybody like i said this is just that i don't know how anybody could watch something concerning this subject and not feel something well, that's um, that leads into the conclusion of this, where he he's basically gone insane. Like, I love the part where the cab driver's like, "I literally just brought him here two hours ago. How the fuck is he insane? Yeah, how did he lose his mind?" And I love everything about it because the doctor, um, he kind of he kind of he kind of preaches, he kind of focused on the same thing as well. But then he has that great line at the very end before Rod Sterling's thing comes into the mix where he's like, why did they leave this doc cow up? Like, why would they do this? And yeah. we'll, we'll, I'll let you do the Rod Sterling thing in a second. But it's just, it's a perfect encapsulation. I cannot say that word. Encapsulation. encapsulation. Yeah. about It, it encapsulates. It, it encapsulates. Yeah, you guys are you guys gonna mess it up too. You get my stupidity when it comes to that word. You're not. Stu- pur- no. <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean. It, purpose- it purposely encapsulates the idea of like where people's logic and reasoning goes at the very end. Like as time you know moves on, it's like this doctor's like, why the fuck is this thing still here? It's a remembrance of a reminder of like the horrors of you know what these people did and it's paid off very well in the narration but what do you guys think about that as well it's very strong and um it it kind of because you know i'm sure that there were a lot of people of that time and i mean even look at now how much how much stuff we deal with like you know oh well why don't they take down this why don't they take down that the reason that it stayed up the best way to learn from history is so people can go and say okay this was a person that existed or this is a thing that happened it existed it there was there was physical evidence of it being there it's not just it's not just a thing where it it existed you know grandpa talked about it but we're not sure how truthful it was i mean you can you still go there today and see all of this shit like you can touch it you can it's tactile it's right there in front of you i would usually wait but i i jig um Go ahead and say what you were going to say. I want you to do the closing narration because it perfectly encapsulates. Oh, yeah, I, do, I want to do the closing narration. But to, to respond to Trivets, yeah, yeah, you is so as to not forget. It's uh, yeah, it's so it's just that it's just to not fucking forget. <laughs> I mean, people are like, oh, just tear these things down. Why do we keep them up? Why do we ch-? you can't change your history? You can't change no. what happened. Shit happened, bad shit happened in everybody's history, but you don't just. 
say, oh, the bad thing happened, so I'm going to just do away with it and forget about it. Because it's going to happen again if you do that. Right. It's to, not that it glorifies. It. And that's the thing. It doesn't. It's not a monument that... to the Nazis. It's a monument to the people who right. died there. Right. It doesn't right. glorify that past. And just, I mean, obviously, yeah. with anything like that, there are going to be people that are going to go there like this asshole and be like, oh, yeah. This was great. You know, I, I, I'm going to take my summer vacations here or something True. like that. True, yeah. But there's going to be a whole lot more people that go there oh, and say, this absolutely. is fucking, this is, this is life-changing. This is yeah terrible yeah. that people live this way. And, and there was, this um, thing happened to them. That There was, when I, when I was visiting my cousin, we saw this art museum and they, it was actually in a place that Nazis like, um, like lived and resided while they were doing bad shit um but there was an art exhibit and it was all of these stamps like they were massive they were probably like 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 two foot by two foot like massive stamps and each one had a concentration camp on it and the artist took these giant stamps to the different concentration camps and set them up different places and the overall theme of the exhibit was you know this these places are stamped on our past and we can't forget it and it was such a strong exhibit. It was really there. Cool. Um, there is the perfect the perfect encapsulation of you how just like that te- word now. Yeah, just, actually, apparently, I do. <laughs> yeah, no, the perfect example of how people forget is there was a picture that was. I don't know if this picture was an old picture or was a recent picture. And you, I may have sent it to you guys. You may have seen it. There is a picture of it's one of the Dachau camps, or it may have been Auschwitz, and there's this woman sitting on the railroad tracks doing a sexy pose and her boyfriend's oh, taking a picture that. you saw that yeah, and the only thing i could think of is what we're talking about now how people don't want to forget they want to do it as a you know whatever they want to do it as and they don't understand <clears throat> the power that these places represent and it's the same thing the doctor brings up it's like people just want to not have to worry or think about this this kind of stuff anymore and you have to as jacob has alluded to you have to remember and that's what it it's what ron certainly says in his closing narration so it's pretty it's pretty crazy well, that picture is disturbing in so many ways but oh, it's, it's kind it's, of it's, f- fuck her fuck her sideways the note of like you know burning these things down tearing them down i mean there was talk at one point of closing the the uh holocaust museum really so stupid yeah, it was some time back about it, you know, being too much or not letting. It, there are parts of it that you have to be a certain age to get to right. or see things and all that. But top floor, um, I think you had to be because I remember because I had just I was just old enough to hit that top floor. Yeah. Um. Now, I mean, quite honestly, on a side note of that place, the stuff that the barriers and all that stuff's bad. The most affecting stuff there is the real things, like the big pile of shoes. Oh yeah, and stuff like that. But that and was, how they brought was over parts crazy. of like the barracks or where they were living and thing or preparing to die. And the gas chamber you walk in, that's an actual gas chamber that people yeah. died in that they ex or imported yeah. over here. Things like that. But all that aside, the shoe was, pit though that was, it was talk of. I think wow. it wasn't talk of it. It was talk of it that it was going to because like funding was low on it or something like that. You know, it has to be maintained, and yeah, and they were there was talk of should we just let this go? And I was like, Jesus, no, <laughs> no, every school in the country should take a field trip there, just like every school yeah. in the country should watch Schindler's List and uh, Requiem for a Dream. But okay, let's get into this closing narration <laughs> and Blood Hook, yeah, I'm not sure why, just because and showgirls <laughs> <laughs> and Silo. No, they really should watch Requiem for a Dream as a kid. You'll never do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. that, that segment with uh, Jared uh, um, Leto. 
prior to the closing narration i did want to say as you mentioned and you said it already but i'm gonna say it right before saying this the the guy the doctor asks uh Jetsu, why does it still stand why do we keep it standing and then rod rod pulls up and he says there's an answer to the doctor's question all the duchess must remain standing the duchess the belsons the butchwalds and the ashwitz all of them they must remain standing because they are a monument to a moment in time when some men decided to turn the earth into a graveyard. Into it, they shoveled all of their reason, their logic, their knowledge, but worst of all, their conscience. And the moment we forget this, the moment we cease to be haunted by its remembrance, then we become the grave diggers, something to dwell on and remember, not only in the twilight zone, but wherever men walk God's earth. I really like this closing narration. It's um, amazing. We're gonna it, talk it, about. I, yeah. I had my issues with the you know part, not issue, not like a bad thing. We already talked about it, like of how the end played out. But I really, really liked the message of how he got that in there because I was wondering if that was gonna get in there about the guy saying, "Why do we? Why not burn this shit down?" And then you know, and I, I think I get that because if you lived through it, you probably are just like, "Good God, just get rid of this. Get, yeah. Go make it go away." But I think Rod Serling had the forethought to say, yeah, because he went through it. He was in the war. He did. Yeah. He fought in the Pacific theater, I think. But still, he was in the war. And he's probably like, no, we can't. Because while we look at it and it sickens us, we need it to sicken our children, our grandchildren, great, great children. We need everyone to remember this. So don't tear them down. Because like he said, it's a monument to all that. And as soon as you tear those things down, as soon as you forget that stuff, it's exactly what we've been saying this whole time. You are going to become the grave digger. And you're going to, you know, we're just going to do it again in some other way, somehow. Yeah. I like how in the end, um, depend, regardless of what your uh, religious beliefs or not are, I like how it's not just, you know, he didn't say something to dwell on and remember in the Twilight Zone. He says not only in the Twilight Zone, but here on Earth. Or he says God's Earth, but, you know, here on Earth, in in the real world, not just Twilight Zone. This, yeah. this fucking happened. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. He actually got Ross only got a purple heart, actually. Wow. And a bronze, he got a bronze star, a purple heart. He fought in the Philippines, I think, in Japan. Yeah, right? he was in the Pacific Theater, at least for the most part. Oh, uh, he wanted he wanted to fight Hitler. He was disappointed he couldn't fight Hitler. That's interesting. There's actually a picture of him. I think everybody wanted to fight Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody I mean, Captain America Hitler. wanted to punch him in the face. Yeah. Right. Uh it's like everybody wanted to fight Charlie, that type of thing. <laughs> yeah. um another yeah. story for another day right uh yeah this uh, this episode is um uh, brilliant it, it's one of the most uh eye-opening and uh i'm glad i didn't drink during this episode so it's very sobering <laughs> um it's an episode that hit me no joke i, I we were joking like in the cackles and stuff like that it, it's an episode that like schindler's list it, it i was thinking after it just i sat there and go i I just sometimes i sometimes i wonder if like you know we just don't get brilliant tv like we do like this show did this makes it one of the greatest tv shows of all time for a reason and yeah Uh, like i said i don't have i don't have any problems with this episode i know know you guys have problems with like that segment but i think I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't hate you guys for that. I'm just saying, like. Oh well, thank you. Uh, we appreciate well, yeah, that. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, but no, I think th- I think this is just an episode that has a lot of very uh, very heavy things to say, and I think it does it perfectly in 24 minutes. And 
I think everybody's perfect. It's it just it's kind of sad to see it so far down in the Pace magazine. Well, but Pace you have to remember like, yeah. too, like they're not and 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 from a from a general perspective, if it was just you watching this episode and not doing the critical side of things, yeah, like everyone is going to have. I mean, because ultimately that Pace magazine. Well, yeah, but lineup. I mean, but I'm but what I'm saying. Well, is, no, no. I was going to say what I was going to say is everybody's everybody's view is different. That's why these the the rankings list is kind of a joke in a lot of respects, but it's just oh, yeah. it, like for instance, like the, the the episode right below this episode is Walter Jameson. Oh God, uh, no, yeah, so no! That, that, yeah, but like I said, it's all it's all subjective. So a hundred percent. And I was just yeah. going to say that the Pace Magazine thing, and I if I remember correctly, I think it was just down to one or two people. It's not like you had a you know a whole group. And I mean yeah. the way that we're looking at this from a critical eye. You know, I mean, any of these lists, if we were to just go through and do our own lists from a non-critical perspective, it's going to be different. Even if it was just us sitting here watching it and going, oh, yeah, let's make that number seven or number three or number 82 yeah. or whatever, you know? Well. Yeah. Well. I. Uh, wow. I. Wow. This is when it gets spicy. Ooh. <laughs> I like the message of this episode. Hmm. I think the biggest message is, like we've talked about, I don't think the message is that Nazis are bad because I think we all knew that. <laughs> um, I like it. Well, let me start here. I like how it set up its characters. I thought it did a really good job of setting up a shitty-ass person for you to hate. It did a really good job of putting this person in a situation you wanted them to get theirs, and you knew they were, and he got his. I had issues with how he got his, or how it was depicted that he got his. I wanted it to be a little bit more. We all know that. But the ending was the most powerful part to me, where they really rammed home the whole thing of, no, these monuments need to stand. I thought that was the most important thing. Never forget. That's the big message of this episode. Do not forget. Sure, we've got the whole thing about the bad man gets his. Great. But don't forget. Don't forget that this shit happened. And I think that's a fantastic message. I, I, I like the episode. I really like the episode. I think it was a great episode. But I like the message more than the execution. Um, not once again, not saying it's a bad message or a bad episode, but I think that the actual message—I think the message was executed in the very end, great, by, based on that one last line and his closing narration and little things throughout. But I honestly liked the message overall better than the execution as a whole. Not that I hated the execution, but I felt like. The whole story of this bad man getting his wasn't even sure that was great. That was almost like the uh, the chocolatey center to the whole thing. You know, it wasn't <laughs> wasn't really what mattered. Like the the well, I guess no. It would be the the candy the candy on the outside of the chocolatey center. The chocolatey center was you know don't forget these things that they happened and they were important to remember. Um, yeah, it was great. I'm happy that he got his, and I was happy to see that. But I didn't really need that. For that message to be rammed home because if you take that aspect out of the story of the bad man getting his that message but, could still be rammed home. i'm not saying it, i mean no no no, no obviously I, with this I, yeah i'm not saying you're wrong i just like where what would you do then like like it would say you have the ability to go back and reposition things or do what you need to do to fix what you don't like what would you quite honestly if they fix that thing there at the end that whole thing it kind of it didn't break it. I still got. I was uh, still cool with it, but it did knock it down a notch or two for me. 
that execution in the end, it just got a little, I don't want to say sloppy because I never felt like it was that, but it just, it, it lost a little something there. And if they had just run with that and rammed it home a little bit better, I think maybe, I think that for me is where it kind of not broke, but lost a little bit of its potency. Um, and then it picks back up for that, you know, the the final lines and what happened to the guy and the implications of the whole thing and how it went down and whether it was or wasn't in his head doesn't really matter. But this this person's been driven insane by these past transgressions. I don't know, well, man. Let me, just, well, let I mean, me ask you this. If they had taken out all that stuff that you were talking about, if they were like did the trial and then they, you know, they do like the you know the shame 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 whatever like they con- like conflicts <laughs> into him and they just like show him insane like on the ground I, I, my point is like they're like they're like closing in on him and then all of a sudden it shoots to the end with the the doctor and stuff like that do you think that would have worked better or do you no, need something there that's, that's, that's the, thing the question without and i say take all that out and it's uh-huh. my point is you couldn't you obviously could not take out that part of the story and have an episode right i felt like he used this more digestible as to the term I used and you used it earlier. That story is very digestible for people, especially 1961 Nazi gets his, I don't feel like that part of the story was integral to the message of don't forget that these atrocities happened and they're very important or they're going to happen again. And they didn't just happen in the fucking twilight zone. They happened right where you're sitting or in your, the earth you inhabit the, the realm you inhabit. I feel like he used this this uh, story right here to get to that. He could have had any story that's still centered around this this situation right here, and it could have been this one. I mean, I, I'm not this is a perfectly good story. It's a very good story. I really enjoyed it. I'm not sitting here saying oh, we're going to put. Like, I think you said pay set it at fifty or forty. Forty. Yeah, I don't I have one hundred and twenty. Yeah. yeah, that's that's. I think it's much better than that. I think it's well acted. Um, sure, it gets a little. Uh, not hokey, but like Triv was saying, a little overacted there. The, melodramatic. Yeah, melodramatic in some spots closer to the end, but you know that is kind of the time as well. But I, I don't know, man. It's like I'm, I'm, I sound like I'm, I'm downing the episode. No, you're I'm not. Really not. I, I, the, the reason I ask you that is because the, the thing about comes into especially having written like you know not scripts that have ever been produced is like how do you let's say there's something you're not liking let's say you're watching a movie and there's something that you feel like isn't working properly i mean it could be any movie and then you get into the 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 breakdown of what would you do to fix the problem and it it becomes like the idea of like well there i think what is the most important thing to you yeah yeah it's it's a it's one of those things where I could like something, you could like something, and we could be completely different on or on the. But we understand where we're each other's coming from. It's just, sure. it's one of those things. I was curious, like, what would you do? I'm, well, I don't give it. Like, if you didn't like that part, that's no, no, no. And, and I got an answer is. for yeah. you. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't. That's like I don't think there was anything wrong, uh, barring you know that with that particular story. I just don't feel like that story of Batman getting his was the message. I don't think yeah. that. And what, like I said earlier, I don't have a problem with that. I think that was, that yeah, was yeah, good. Yeah. That was great. But that's not what made this episode great for me. Yes, I did like seeing Batman get his, especially when it's based on, at least to a degree, historical fact. I mean, I don't know if this this character was an actual person, but you know what I mean? Nazis were real. This all happened and stuff like that. So, you know, yeah. a Nazi getting his, 
that was great to see. But I'm just saying, I didn't mind them using that as a conduit to get to the point, the message of the episode. Because the message of the episode to me was bad, you know, don't forget shit. Don't tear it down. Keep it up because bad shit happened. We need to, you know, remember our history. Move forward, but remember it or it's going to happen again. Now, on that, as I say that, it pops into my head. I could be missing the whole fucking point. <laughs> and the message could be that you can never outrun your demons. You perform so your Gump, you get terrible yeah. You perform terrible deeds like this no matter how much you try and justify them and say, "Oh, it wasn't me, it wasn't yeah. me. I didn't do it. I was doing what I was told." They're always going to catch up to you and maybe that's what happened to it. Maybe he went there, maybe all this did happen in his head and he went there and he just went fucking crazy by going back there and it all came flooding back to him. He was expecting to go and relive the good old days and have great memories of murdering the shit out of people. But all of it came crushing down on him. And that little bit of humanity that was still left in him was crushed upon, was 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 destroyed right there. And it just drove him fucking crazy. Maybe that was the point. Maybe the point was, maybe it was two points. Maybe the point was, hey, don't forget <laughs> shit, like I said. And the other point was, you cannot outrun evil. You can't outrun your, right. your, your demons. I don't know. Well, if that was, hey, I think they ran that shit home. Wouldn't you say, though, that this is like like any movie? You know, there's, obviously, Serling isn't alive for us to ask him what his intent was with this. But couldn't sure. you say that it's like anything, like the way that you look at it and the way that Nick looks at it are, are two sides of the same coin or two different sides of the same coin oh, so yeah, you're sure. seeing Neither this as wrong. a whole right well no no absolutely but i'm just saying like those those variations you know as long as you didn't pull away the whole thing of well you know as long as i don't you know talk to anybody in striped pajamas i'm gonna be fine yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> well you know it's also funny i wonder if that that piece that moment was rod Sterling's compromise with the studio heads and executives I wouldn't like be surprised he's like i want to do this you're like oh, fuck no do you realize what audience we're dealing with we are in the 1960s not 2013 uh <laughs> you can have him like where they're on the ground and stuff like that but there's no way we're going to show you putting whatever he wanted in there i mean he's like i guess <laughs> oh, i'll sell the tea I'll, I'll give you the the coffee just give me this you're like oh. ultimately what i was saying a while ago was i don't think anything was wrong with it yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think that I don't think the met. Well, well, then I went on a tirade and said, "Hey, this could be the message that might be." But <laughs> barring that, what I took as the message of this episode, I felt as if it didn't necessarily need that whole story. Now, I mean, you obviously got to have twenty four minutes to fill. You got to have a story to get us there to that message. He can't just come on opening narration and then be like, "All right, closing narration." There's an answer. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to have something. But yeah. that's what I mean by the execution. I feel like when I say execution, I mean the execution of the episode as a whole would have been that story of this bad man getting his. I didn't think it was bad. I just think as compared to the actual message itself, the message that I took from it, I thought was very powerful, very thought-provoking, and very important. I didn't feel as if the execution of the episode, the story that we got there to get there was as uh, enthralling. I thought it was interesting. Right. I love seeing the bad guy get his, especially when it's based on real life shit bags like that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I thought this message was much more powerful than that for me. Yeah. But I don't think either the message or this episode were bad in any shape, form, fashion. I think they're, they're both really good. I mean, I aired my grievances with and I say grievances that's really that's we're yeah it sounds like you hate the episode 
He's like, I hate this fucking episode. Yay, Nazis. You say it one time and all of a sudden you're not. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, no, I, 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 I just no. imagine. Oh, yeah, this episode was lacking this, that and the other thing. So where do you want to rank it? Number seven. <laughs> I would have preferred. I would have preferred. My only real grievance with the whole thing, all yeah. that aside, would I would have preferred them do something just a little bit different, like we talked about ad nauseum about with that that showing him getting his. I would have liked to have seen that just somehow done differently. But beyond yeah. that, yeah, yeah, no, I get it. We're I get we're it. splitting. Uh, what do they call it? Splitting hairs here. Splitting hairs. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it was a good, but not a really splitting good rabbits because message. that'd be weird. Splitting a frog's hair three ways. Somebody told me we're that, split, yeah, we're splitting three uh, three headed gopher into three pieces. Absolutely. Ah, yeah. that'd be creepy. Um, <laughs> but that's but yeah, my yeah, extremely yeah. long winded, uh, <laughs> scatterbrained thoughts on this great episode. <laughs> right, right. Um, Triv, did you have anything you wanted? I know we've been talking, me and Jacob, but do you have anything else you wanted to add to it? Uh, don't vote for Nazis. Uh, yeah, I would. I would say so. <laughs> no um i mean i i think i Go already said my piece basically um I, I think that it covered it there were things that could have been done better but given the time you also have to keep in mind that a budget b you know audience where they thought well these guys are a bunch of friggin' idiots we need to make this as as clear as the day you know nose on your face you know hey this guy is a fucking nazi and he's gonna get his fucking comeuppets because he's, he's gonna he's gonna flail around like a damn fish but because we're gonna America, get this fuck point. yeah yeah exactly yeah we're, we're the bastards at we the bastards <laughs> exactly we brad pitt but no i it's definitely the yeah the the opening and closing um, narrations are by and large the the best part of this yeah. um and becker is just like he had a couple of lines and you guys mentioned the um you know, this isn't revenge. This is justice. There was another one that was, um, you weren't a soldier, you were a sadist. And I just, there's so many, those lines that just hit. Oh yeah. He, he also mentions like the whole, your, your, uh, your uniform, your wardrobe was a, it was your flesh and this is your bones. Right. You have tattoos of skull and bones. And, and also he said, yeah, he made those, uh, comments about how, Hey guys, it wasn't a big deal. It was a while back. Don't bring up old yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Right. That was very telling of his character as well. Oh, absolutely. Right. Like just the, the script. And we, I mean, we've talked about this. It's a solid, it's a solid episode, mm-hmm. but the script is just, it, it has those moments that just, they gut punch you and then you, they let yeah. up and then they gut punch you again. And um, yeah. The, the real thing we had to talk about is what fucking Western costs $200,000. Like I, I feel like, I, yeah, nineteen. <laughs> I, like I don't even think the Twilight Zone ever reached that amount of money for. Well, an you're episode. talking about like creating sets, like a gigantic two hundred thousand dollars in nineteen sixty one is like ten to fifteen million dollars now. I guess it's a no, lot of one money. point. It's if one point six million built that point, set. They yeah. probably planned on using it for multiple things, and maybe the maybe That's it would have multiple episodes. So that would have been two hundred and fifty thousand dollars spread out over however many episodes they had on. You know. Yeah, that's well, true. I, and that yeah. was interior and exterior <laughs> level stuff too. Plus, you know, plus it's probably the planning of it, like all the pre-production stuff, all of the construction-based stuff, um, actors, whole nine yards, and then it, they probably it did a pilot, shot, right? It was oh, a planned it? It one that shot? didn't happen, right? Is that what you said? Oh, or did I just okay. make that up? What's that? 
the what western was that? it was made for that the set was originally made for was, it, you um, it was not... i yeah i think it was bill i don't know if they were with this like series or whatever mm-hmm. i mean yeah. who knows it was the 60s so who knows yeah, what they, it... were so they probably budgeted for however many episodes and said oh it's only this much an episode if you spread it out and yeah you know, didn't get made but uh plus sponsorships yeah you know like oasis cigarettes Oasis cigarettes and right the softest days. taste <laughs> don't <laughs> think a christmas care uh, christmas story <laughs> the real the real the real too. lesson of this story oh, is... oh 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 yeah. oh i have one more thing and this is really random but i just thought yeah, of it i <laughs> is it bad oh. i was i'm sitting there watching this thing and i thought ah becker is kind of like um it, like let's is um clarence from uh it's a wonderful life <laughs> yeah yeah except he wants you to die <laughs> he ain't saving you this time yeah no yeah. <laughs> no um uh actually becker the guy who plays becker is actually in, in episode 31 of the season of a twilight zone i can't remember which episode it is but he also won an oscar too but if there's one lesson we can take away from this episode it is the ghost of mrs chicken was a, a great film so <laughs> what <laughs> just, just, no, there's a random movie i just want to pull a random movie the ghost of mr chicken the don Knotts film um anyways weird guys yeah i know i just watched ace ventura today actually Yay. yeah laces out finkel einhorn einhorn finkel, finkel, finkel. Uh, i damn marino should get gonorrhea uh, and burn it home. Uh, <laughs> i have exercise the demons <laughs> this house is cute. excuse me I asked you a question. <laughs> ask <laughs> All right. Um, the Zahur. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Anyway, <laughs> onwards and upwards. Nice palate cleanser. Yes. Right. right. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I, I think I think we uh, that's episode nine of season three of uh, the Twilight Zone. Death has revisited. So fight, 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 fight. The Twilight Zone ranking list, the greatest list that Ross Sterling never got to read because uh he would agree that is the greatest list. Triv, where do we put this at? The number three. Say it. Thank you. I agree. I'm interested. Let's start there. Um I know Nick, you had sent over I I wasn't actually gonna put it. I I would put it at number one, but I know it's not gonna hit number one because I know how strongly you guys feel about the eyeball holder and the evaders. But number three is where I want to start. Well, no, that's what I was actually gonna ask. Is now that we talked about it, because me and Trevor were talking about before you got on, because we knew that you were saying (laughs) at least in messages that you want to go number one. I just want I just want one episode where we fight about the list, where we get in those shouting matches. But then I realized that's not fun. That's where you still wanted it to go after we talked. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I, I do, I do want to wake up my uh, neighbors below me, but uh, I don't think that would go well with the police coming over. So probably not. Yeah, probably not. Maybe one day I'll find a house. Roof. We can we can yell at each other for some reason. I'll yell reason. at everybody regardless. So we're starting at number three, which is above the shelter. It's a tall order. I know. I'm gonna try. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. He will go, or he will find his way. He will go the distance. So, anyways, uh, number three is where I'm starting. Where are we going from there? I defer to Triv to see where she goes next. Um, I think this is top ten. I don't know that this is number three. And I, well, I talked to Dan. He likes this better than Obsolete Man. So Dan's not here. Yeah. That's right. Dan's not here right now. He's a fucking Brit. We don't. He told me to say it. I said I would. And I told him to go, I told him to go back to Britain. And he said, I'm already in Britain. 
<laughs> I said, well, come to America, then go back to Britain. We'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> no. Honestly, so, but he, so, yeah, that's what you're saying. So no, no, I agree. Um, honestly, I would put this between walking distance and a stop at Willoughby would be where I would start. I would put this above the monsters that do on Maple Street. You wanted above? Holy shit! I, I'm oh, I, I'm not joking. On a critical shit. and personal level, this is one of the best episodes I've ever seen. But I no, think this I, is could, I could I could see it. Um, I wouldn't put I it think... above the shelter just because I think the shelter is it's one I would I, I love this episode. Hell, man. Yeah. yeah. Except, for, except for that, except for that whatever the door that they had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> very solid. Okay, we gotta take some concessions in the sixties, but <laughs> well no no, no. He, are you noticing you noticing a pattern in the invaders and the shelter obsolete man? There's some uh, weird things being going on with like uh, how things are built, mm-hmm. True. like doors and <laughs> creatures. Well, I, in all honesty, would put it. I put it at number five. Above I feel like man. this episode constructually suffers, not suffers. It has. It's similar to Obsolete Man in that it's a fantastic episode. Uh-huh. There's a one thing at the end doesn't ruin it, but it does stand out. The trash ass edit for that explosion in a in trash a, ass edit. Wow, that trash ass trash trash edit for that explosion. I mean, do um, you think the do you think the ending from Maple Street is stronger than uh, Revisited? Um, no, they're both like per. They're I both almost perfect episodes, one, but I think it's stronger than this one. Uh, no, I think the overall episode of Monsters Are Doing Maple Street is constructed more evenly once right. again if you just want to go on pure message pure message of the episode i mean we're probably going to have to take eye beholder down you know i mean because there's if we go through the, this list is going to get very different if we go on pure message but when i look at it i say okay the message definitely a part of it absolutely is but i got to take in consideration the rest of the episode how it was constructed how i like the whole thing the complete viewing experience um and just complete viewing experience uh, the execution, the message, all of it, for me, number five. I think monsters, especially a first time watch on monsters, was kind of like, holy shit, it's aliens. You know, <laughs> you know that was a, a, a big wow ending. Um, just like I mean, Invaders had a similar thing where it was like that too. Um, Obsolete Man, I thought was just strikingly shot, and it was a very interesting. It gave you a lot to think about and chew on. But I would put this for me. I'd put it right above Obsolete Man. Uh, I never, I never thought. People would like put monsters doing Maple Street above something. Usually, it's below. <laughs> that's it. what she said. I mean, you, I think you'd be happy. That was like your big. I I know that that's what shocks me so much. Like when I'm putting it above uh, monsters doing Maple Street, you know, there's a. I've, I've lost one. my sanity. <laughs> See now, given the two, like I I don't think I like monsters as much as like I really like well, the episode. Trev, but, you're wrong. But I I don't <laughs> think that I I I think that I like this one more than monsters. Like there's that obviously top 10 is our, you know, head bitch in charge episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but head like, like, like for like, honestly, I, I like obsolete man better than monsters, but that's a different story for another day. I, I would actually put this at four, but I, I think four or five would either one of those is good by me. I'm fine with four. If it goes above monsters, I'm not like, fuck no, this not happening. Well, <laughs> but if you want to put it above the shelter, I do have issues there. No, that's fair. So right. If you want to fight, we can fight about that. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. But, no, I, 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 I'm I fine agree. with you, whatever. 
I am agreeance. I I can't put it above shelter. Like the shelter to me is just that's a very well crafted episode. Yeah, not unlike that door. And it does have it has its message as well. Yeah, for damn sure. But I mean, and granted, this one's probably a bit more. I'm not gonna say relevant because it had a pretty relevant damn message too. This one is powerful, especially given it's it's the background that it's delving into. But I mean, that episode just as a whole, from beginning to end, was just constructed. It's ironclad, man. Yeah. It is really just like the other three and the top three. Those are all. Yeah. You're gonna find a hard time finding anything wrong with the construction of any of those episodes, in the with exception right. of the door in the shelter. You know, well, I have that's this... more of a prop. <laughs> I, I, I mean, they. Should... I kid. I kid. <laughs> but I do I think the, to... the thing that the thing that separates a shelter and this one is yeah. that the shelter is very much and regarded obviously as a as a nation or a world you can relate to it but it is such a personal thing you mm-hmm. know like your family's safety like how can you make that decision like and if you're ever faced with that you know how do you make the decision to save your family over you know your family you know your sure. your neighbors all that stuff this one is very much more of a moment in time for the world cuz even if you had you know even if you were a country were, was neutral or you you believed in the cause or whatever else the nazis are something that you don't forget if you're if you're been born in the past you know 80 years you're gonna know nazis in some way shape or form even if you don't know a lot about it right right you know i have this is going off subject off topic not really off topic it's on the same topic no no, 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 no. um okay So what he said when when I started this podcast, I asked Trev come on and mentioned Jacob. The funny thing about this list is I thought it was going to be I the Beholder, Monster Do on Maple Street, Time Enough at Last. Eventually, I found out the Invaders. What I didn't realize, what it was is starting to become obvious, is the episodes that are truly the special ones are the ones we don't actually see coming. Oh, like absolutely, the Shelter, the uh, Walking Distance, Purple Testament, Shadow Play. This one is it's the episodes that are like lower on our list. Like I said, like time enough at last and whatever else, elegy, stuff like that. Those are the episodes I thought were going to rank higher, but it's starting to show that I think we have a more interesting look at the Twilight Zone than a lot of people do. Because if you look at, you know, not the, not the discredit Pace Magazine, I'm just saying like we look at Pace Magazine where you look at Fuck you Pace Magazine. Yeah, no, no, but you look at like uh, Rolling Stone or whatever, whatever list. It's really interesting. Like they're all like they have those episodes, Nick of Time, all that stuff in the top ten. Here, our top ten so far is I the Beholder, The Invaders, The Shelter, Monster Duo, Maple Street, Obsolete Man, Walking Distance, uh, Willoughby, Purple Testament, Shadow Play, and Willow Room. Marshall, please stand up. Three or four of those might be in the top ten of everybody else's. Everybody, everything else is like the Purple Testament wouldn't be in the top ten for a lot of people. The Shelter wouldn't be. I don't know. I find that interesting. I, that's just where it, oh, I never expected absolutely. that when we first But I think too, like you well, look at a lot of the, yeah. the big lists. <laughs> yeah, you look at a lot of the big lists though, and I do think it comes down to you know one person or two people or five people or whatever are assigned like as a job, and you, the job part of it plays in, which obviously it's they, even if they love it, you are yeah. tasked with sitting down and watching every single Twilight Zone episodes back to back. You have three weeks to do it. And you have to rank them, you know, accordingly. That doesn't give you, like, the three of us are kind of fans, you know, that there's not even a question of that. Those guys, you might have one guy that decided to come up with the idea. The rest are, you know, they, they might like it, but it's not that thing. You yeah. bring all that together and it's like, it becomes, you know, we have weeks where, you know, it's like, okay, one per week or two per week or whatever. 
those guys, it's like they have they have to do it in a limited time. You are, you know, it's like you have to live up to the expectation of, well, these are the episodes that are known to be big. You know, if we place them anywhere but the top 20 or whatever, you know, ah, people are going to get all over us. You know, we have that freedom to, we can free ball it and pick the episodes that really, you know, and plus critic, like the critical back and forth. And, you know, as much as we joke, you know, I, I tricked Nick into putting, um, you know, uh, uh, the, uh, the, I can't, I can't think for God's sake, <laughs> uh, uh, perchance to dream, you know, uh, higher than, you know, most people would because I'm a fucking asshole. So, you know, <laughs> see i told you jacob she admitted to it she finally admitted to it i never did she, she tricked me into perchance a dream fish it's shut it's up. china syndrome it's a syndrome china syndrome would you shut up <laughs> she got me in the syndrome perchance the syndrome. oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 you yeah, son yeah. of a bitch yes um, you're a son of a bitch <laughs> yeah but no uh i so, will yeah. i will take your mother out for dinner to a nice steak dinner and never call her i will i will take, take mcdonald's your, i will take your <laughs> I will take your imaginary friend to a, a roller coaster with a cat, and you know, eventually let him jump out a window. Well, screw you! I don't have an imaginary friend. We don't know. We don't I know do. what you do over there. My that is true. Is Harvey. It's Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. Well, know. I do. I, I do have the guy that lives behind the corner, behind the rows. He who lives behind the rows. He who lives behind the rows. Yes. Yeah. Is it Mordred? I, I can't talk um, about him honestly because he might kill me. On uh, in the new one, it's Groot. So, oh, there you uh, go. nice. Is he a, is he a thing of preciouses? He loves his precious. Is there is there a mountain behind you? No. Is there I like... the new children of the corn. He loves to suck. <laughs> <laughs> he really likes the cobs. Um, there you go. You know what he likes he lo- to he do. Loves, he here, loves here to in Iowa. Here in Iowa, we enjoy cornhole. I'm sure you like the horn coal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that so so where are we at? All right, uh, Jacob wants it below monsters. I want you want it above monsters. Oh God, Jacob wants know. to blow monsters. Oh what? Okay. Ooh. <laughs> sexy monsters. Yeah. Well, I mean, you saw them. Uh, they they're kind of I mean, they alien have they monsters. have they have they have things on top of their head. You know. They're not they're not uh the Mr. Dingle the strong level monsters, but you they know don't have cock rings. No, unfortunately. Definitely be there. <laughs> so yeah. so so I'm what cool. fans like I said, what fans cool your cockles? Above or below. That's what monsters. she said. Top or bottom. God damn it. <laughs> She's gone from suck to blow. Okay, I can't make this decision because we're going from like one of my favorite episodes to one of my favorite episodes. To actually oh, one no, it's literally like <laughs> We're Garth either going on that one. <laughs> we're either going above one of my favorite episodes or above the other from my episode. Well, then it shouldn't matter because you like them both. It does matter. Like I don't Ooh, know. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to this question. You guys, you guys make the decision. I can't make this decision because it I, goes uh, below like... the shelter. I made. Yeah. I'm taking the executive decision making, and it's going underneath the shelter. Are you, are you allowing this, Jacob? Um, by underneath, yeah. I mean number four. Just as Jacob allowed it, so you know where's the gavel. All right, all right, so we'll do it. (laughs) As Triv Triv has uh, put her foot down, she has stepped on the corn. I'm sorry, Jacob. (laughs) When I invited you on, I didn't know Triv was this. uh, Triv was this disturbed. I thought she she just like she just she like apparently she likes cat ladies. I I don't know what's going on here. What the okay? (laughs) I knew it. 
All right. Fuck if I've done reviews with her before. <laughs> you haven't judged. You haven't heard. You haven't treasoned. I don't know. You've been um, found guilty. Yeah. Whatever that nice tale. Um. Uh, anyways, okay. Let's let's get out of here. So yes, uh, new number four will be Death's Head revisited. Uh, like I said, I never do this, these episodes. We get there, but what was it? Number one is still I the Beholder. Number seventy four is the Troubled Templeton. Uh, the next episode is of course the Midnight Sun, which has uh, what I think when Jacob, when you watch this episode, you'll feel like you did with uh, Third from the Sun. In, in, in respect, not the same ending, but the same feel to the ending type of thing. Uh, this episode is uh, season 10 or episode 10, directed by Anton Leader, written by Rod Sterling, stars Lewis Nettleton, Betty Garb, Tom Reese, and William King. So we'll look forward to that. Uh, yeah, that's said revisited. That said revisited. Yes. Sounds like a band what? name, metal <laughs> band. Uh, anyways. Did use. Um... Uh, audio from the opening narration in one of their songs. Nice. Apparently, I saw oh, that. Oh, that's in cool. Trivia. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um. Cool. Okay, so we're gonna head out. Uh, Triv, you have content. I'm still waiting for the uh the land to be excavated for your theater, so I can build my uh, bad chance. Bad chance. But uh, where the, where's your content at right now? Uh, my content is in my new theater. I just got to finish the content to get it out of the theater and get it into your faces. Um, so yeah, stick around because hopefully this next week I'll actually have something to show you. Um, but no, you can find me here on YouTube at Trivial Theater. You can also find me on IG and uh, Twitter at Trivial Theater. Excellent. Jacob, as of this video posting, you have completed uh, your retrospective, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Actually, as of we're recording this, the last episode comes out tomorrow. If, when we're done recording, I finish it. <laughs> Yay! I'm putting the last finishing touches on it, kind of 11th, what do they call it, set 12th hour? 11th hour? Oh, 11th hour. You're yeah. in the 11th hour. So, uh, yeah, that should definitely, by the time this airs, it would have been up. And not only that, uh, the, the fifth episode will be up, but also a um, single episode that well not episode a single video that has all of them compiled together which is actually the way i initially put it all i built it as one big episode and then hacked it up and added some little things to make them individual episodes so yeah um two new videos check them out excellent even if you don't like video games and the dreamcast interesting little story about the the old company going out Yes. I, I'm not a I'm not game, gamer Changing. by any stretch, and I, I love his videos. They're very good. The one that's yeah. uh, coming out, to, well, just came out the other day, if you're watching this on when it premieres, is the longest one yet. It's like 20, 20 something minutes long. The is whole it, video, the whole story is like 40 something minutes long. Nice. nice. Well, yeah, definitely check that out. It's really good stuff. I've watched all the episodes so far. Oh, uh, so, yeah. But um, as for me, I have content. I post these videos on my channel. I uh, I do movie reviews when I can. Uh, things are changing, so I will be able to do more reviews. Hopefully, I am doing at some point. I'm doing guest spots retrospective for the Indiana Jones series that leading up to Dial of Destiny. I'm going to do a Jurassic Park, whatever. All that stuff's coming down the line, so look forward to that. But I have some you know reviews as usual. Uh, rate, subscribe. Audio Boom, Anchor, SoundCloud, uh, I don't know, whatever Triv said about 
sisters and mothers and fathers and sons. I, I, I don't know what you're talking um, about. You can listen to that audio feed too. Uh, I don't. I, I don't know, Triv. We're gonna have to have a. We're gonna have to have a talk, Jacob. It might be just you and me from now on. Okay, uh, we'll see. No, you gotta do what you gotta do. I, think I heard man. you say you're reviewing Jurassic Park. Yeah, it's gonna be thirty. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be thirty years old. In, okay, uh, June. June I was 12, like, is there a new so. Jurassic Park out? And I just was totally unaware of it. Yeah, <laughs> Jurassic World blow my brains out. So, um, no. no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. So I uh, look forward to that stuff. So, but without further ado, for myself, Jacob, and Triv, we'll see you guys next time in the Twilight Zone. Peace out, motherfuckers. Bye. Adios. Bye.